All right. Well, that means I have to watch it, I guess. You didn't watch it? No. And last night I went to bed. Oh, yeah. I thought you watched it last night. I was going to text you and say like, hey, what did you think? I thought you watched it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a watch. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. They yell about directors, yell about the plot, yell about the acting, but they also talk a lot. But mostly Josh and Cassie. Welcome back to Josh and Cassie Yell About Movies. Hey, everyone. I am Josh. I'm a freelance entertainment journalist. Hey, my name's Cassie. I still don't know what my title's supposed to be. That's <laughs> okay. We'll, I call myself Josh. Yeah, we, uh, we'll eventually figure that out. Okay. Uh, today, we're talking about a movie. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> That's what we do here. Apparently, it's called On the Rocks. Did you mm-hmm. know about this one? Vaguely. I didn't know much about it. I knew Bill Murray was in it. I knew Rashida Jones was in it, who I know from The Office, and that's about it. Yeah, I'm vaguely familiar with Sofia Coppola. I've seen some of her work, but mostly was going into this one pretty blind. Wasn't sure what I was getting into. Uh, Me either. I was just drawing on my years of Bill Murray love, and him with another young girl kind of kind of felt like what was that lost in translation yeah I was expecting another lost in translation I didn't even know their characters were going to be related you know yeah I kind of thought she was going to be a love interest from the cover right yeah yeah exactly yeah or someone that she runs into randomly and you know they have sort of a life changing interaction conversation what have you but again that's probably because I was expecting Lost in Translation Part 2. Exactly. Would that have been a better movie? (sighs) Gosh, it's been so long since I have seen Lost in Translation. I couldn't even tell you. No, I mean, would would that have been a better movie than On the Rocks? What do you think? If they did something like that, like a miscommunication kind of movie? I don't think so. I mean, I think the, you know, the parallels between her and her dad played into her relationship with her husband and... I think the reason that she was so suspicious of her husband and sort of paranoid was because of the things she saw her dad doing to her mother growing up. So I think that the whole story was sort of how her relationship with her father was affecting her relationship with her husband. And while he was maybe making her more suspicious, he was also the one who would help her out of this rut that she seemed to be in. What do you think? I think so. And I also think we should start off, I don't know, I'm call me crazy, but sort of summing up the rest of the movie too. Yeah, go for it. Just in, just in case people have forgotten. So this movie is about a young married couple played by Rashida Jones and Marlon Wayans. They're happily in love and then all of a sudden they aren't and she gets suspicious. And the movie's all about her life basically kind of like being a single mom because her husband's working so much and then she's suspicious Mm -hmm. and then her dad shows up and they go on these wild adventures which also remind me a little bit of the royal tenenbaums one of my favorite movies also Mm -hmm. he's sort of like the mischievous dad character so how did you like the movie i enjoyed it you know it didn't change my life i don't know that i'm going to remember it (laughs) forever and ever but it was very nice it was very quiet you know, literally very quiet. And that's something that I have noticed about the Sofia Coppola films that I have seen is it's really heavy on the dialogue. There's not a lot, a lot of background noise, background music. It's 
it's very much like you're sort of eavesdropping in on, on someone's life, sort of voyeur. It makes you feel like a voyeur. But I liked the setup and how I feel like the film did a good job of setting up and making you realize how monotonous her life was starting to feel. It was the same thing over and over and over again. She wakes up, she gets her kids ready, she takes them to, to school or daycare or whatever. And she sits in her office and has writer's block all day because she is too busy wondering what the heck her, her husband is up to. And I did like that. You started to feel her frustration, what she was going through. So it was a kind of a slow setup, but I feel like that was necessary to understand where her mindset was, if that makes sense. Yeah, you really get inside it. And I got to say, I really enjoyed the weird, quirky best friend she would see at like the daycare played by Jenny Slate. She was always yeah. talking about her relationships or a boyfriend or she was like, and I kind of don't know what to do. And then like, <laughs> I mean, that reminded me, honestly, of me and my best girlfriend, uh-huh. who also has two young children. What? <laughs> I think is sometimes maybe exhausted when I call or text about my problems. And she's like, Cassie, I slept two hours last night. I can't do this right now. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a thing. That's a legitimate, you know, thing between friends, some who have children and some who don't. So yeah, I found that particularly funny as well. <laughs> it is. But when, when you're listening to your friend, does it make you feel like your problems maybe aren't that important or aren't as big? Oh, totally. or anything? I've, I mean, for the most part, I've stopped complaining to her altogether. <laughs> but Jenny Slate never figured that out in this movie. <laughs> yeah, she didn't get that. <laughs> I did love her though. She, she was funny. And then there's kind of the unwitting other female protagonist of the movie, uh, Fiona. Yeah, yeah. Who we kind of mm-hmm. don't know if she's going to be good or bad, but in the end she winds up kind of harmless, right? And then I felt kind of bad for <laughs> assuming she was going to be an antagonist in this film I said oh she's really sweet well if you were married would you want your husband spending like 40 hours a week with this super beautiful woman I guess it would be how comfortable or secure you were in your marriage right yeah and there is one scene that I also liked where they were at some sort of a company get together for her husband's job oh yeah and she's meeting all the women that he works with and she's sort of looking at them all kind of suspiciously like (laughs) which one is it is it one of you is it all of you (laughs) the look on her face that was pretty funny (laughs) what did you think about the transition from the wedding night to having kids like all of a sudden within two minutes in that opening scene maybe it was because the movie was called on the rock so i was expecting there to be marital problems but i was like she doesn't look very happy <laughs> did you think that she looked really a little a little concerned like i got the feeling that maybe they hadn't known each other that long or something like that like it was very like a rushed marriage do you, you know what i'm talking about right like neither of them looked too thrilled <laughs> Well, they both just looked a little worried. Like, what did we just do? Yeah, they both had that awkward thing. And that's why, like, when she jumped into a pool at the beginning, it was like, okay, what am I doing jumping into this pool? Yeah. Jumping into my life. You're right. Uh, Yeah, you're right. I mean, that was kind of symbolic, right? She was just jumping in feet first. Like, what the heck am I doing? I didn't think about that till now, but you got the feeling that they were maybe not so sure what they were getting themselves into. Did you think the movie was dragging a little bit before Bill Murray showed up? I mean, every movie needs a little Bill Murray in it, right? Every movie (laughs) drags before Bill Murray shows up. 
but again, I, I think that it was a good way of expressing the monotony that she, that she was feeling that she was going through yeah. every day of her life, like Groundhog Day, right? <laughs> we always use that to describe. <laughs> it did drag a little bit, but it got us where we needed to be mentally to understand what her character was going through. Yeah, and the way her dad just shows up, it makes you think like maybe he isn't always a part of her life, you know? Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they never, did they ever talk about her mom at all? I feel like they don't. They did. Oh, wait, is she in <laughs> when it? He met, when he met her. Okay. Kind of made it feel like it was kind of a whirlwind thing, you know? Oh. Kind of like her, her marriage, right? At the oh, yeah. And then that, uh, that weird, like, scene with him and his daughter at the restaurant where he's telling her about, like, why men are attracted to women and... Yeah. And, and why they are the way they are. And then he flirts with the waitress. Yes. <laughs> it kills me that Bill Murray is like this weird sex symbol in real life too. Like people think Bill Murray is hot, right? I hadn't thought about that. I don't know. I think they do. Unless I just made that up. I think there's a whole subsection of the internet that that has a thing for Bill Murray. Could be. Okay, fun fact. I, I took a girl to a Christopher Walken movie one time called Suicide Kings, and she stood up in the middle of the movie and yelled, I want to marry Christopher Walken, and I was very confused. That actually happened? Yes, that it's happened. A real story. <laughs> yes. I, I'm just trying to picture this in my mind. Were there a lot of other people in the theater? I, it was I uh, a... It was a very sparsely attended film around the turn around the turn of the century. I like to say because it makes me sound old. I was I was and still am a fan of uh, movies that a lot of people didn't see and a, mm -hmm. a big Christopher Walken fan. Anyway, unrelated to this film entirely, except for weird character actors like Christopher Walken. Okay, I mean, I have more questions about that story, but we don't. Oh have to no, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Why <laughs> was there alcohol consumed before this happened? Or no. She was, you know, she was just a normal gal who just really just, wanted everyone to know how much she wanted to marry Christopher Walken. Uh, apparently she was, yeah. Also, she was a, a military brat. Her dad met me at the front door on the barracks in his full outfit to greet me when I picked her up the first day. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that was a, that was a weird one. A lot of info to digest there. Anyway. It, it is. Um, good story. All right. Uh, well, moving on. I don't want to get into how it ended. So, okay. <laughs> but we know it did eventually end. Yes, it did. Uh, not very much longer either. <laughs> not because of that. Uh, anyway, yeah, Bill Murray, that conversation in the restaurant with his daughter. Had you ever had a conversation with a guy like that? Or have you heard anyone say any, you know, kind of dumb crap like Bill was saying? You have to remind me what he was saying. Oh, uh, I've heard a lot of dumb crap. It was like so New York is filled with attractive women. This is eventually women evolved to have features that are more attractive to men, like a lack of beard, he said, like yours. And she was like, oh, thanks. I mean, my God, I've heard so much stupid shit from guys. I'm sure I've had a similar conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pinpoint one that went exactly like that. And what sucks is that he's not wrong. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's not wrong. The stuff that he says is kind of based in, in science, as far as I know, and, and evolutionary, what have you. It's completely unfair and it's garbage, but it's not inaccurate. 
Wait, wait, wait. What's what's unfair? What's unfair? The the oh well, unfair that you know we have to have to put up with the fact that we have evolved to to have these feelings and emotions, and that men have evolved to not to just be right to think with not their brain but their other brain I mean that part is true it is what I think causes so many issues between men and women I mean he's right he's right well it does and that's why kids need better training okay that's a that's a whole nother rant for me Um, (laughs) anyway but at the same time okay so he's a huge cad but at the same time he's he's really kind of charming though right Oh, yeah. I mean, exactly. And he's, Bill Murray is one of those actors where he, I mean, he's just kind of himself, right? In every role. Yeah. That he plays. Right. But it works for him. I mean, we all love him for that. So uh, it's not broken. Don't fix it. But yeah. And you also get the feeling that he loves his daughter. And I think he's finding a, some delight in the fact that they now have something that they can talk about and they can bond over even even though it's something bad like her marriage potentially falling apart uh-huh. <laughs> it's something that he that he has experience in right and he's glad that she can come to him and they can work through this together and something in a weird perverse way kind of sweet kind of yeah, and another thing I'm just realizing is since she's talking to her dad so much about this, it feels like she doesn't have a normal female best friend to talk about this stuff with, or maybe no one that she really trusts, you know? Very true, very true. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I th- And then it sort of ramps up when she finds that, that purse with like the, the what was it, the, the women's lotion in, in her husband's yeah. bag. Mm-hmm. That belonged to Fiona. Yes, belonged to Fiona, and she asks him about it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's Fiona's." Like, how how could he be that oblivious though? Are guys really that dumb? Just tell me. Yes, <laughs> yes. But you know, I said this to you. I totally thought that it was going in the direction where they would have this big confrontation where he accuses her of cheating, because I thought it was going to be where he was suspicious of her the whole time because right? she was acting kind of weird and being distant and so right and so I thought that that was going to be the sort of twist in the end was he confronts her saying listen what like why aren't you talking to me anymore what is or someone else type of a thing I was I was a little disappointed that it didn't go there so you wanted a darker darker ending but it wouldn't be dark because they would realize it was this whole misunderstanding and they were they were each suspecting the other of the same thing when really neither of them was being unfaithful that's true well I'm glad they were able to work it out with some level of of grace and candor Mm -hmm. um, and empathy for each other skipping ahead to my notes you got any notes yes the whole whistle thing what did you think about the whistle what did you think the whistle symbolized when he's in the car with her and he starts whistling and she can't whistle and he says no daughter of mine is going to go with that whistling and she says I for some reason, haven't been able to whistle since I had kids. Yeah, I'm, movie. I'm glad you brought that back up. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was like another. That was like another sim- uh, symbol of her inability to write. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she felt stuck. So in in a way, her dad, a little flashback to her first episode, was a good guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. <laughs> so her dad, in in a sense, helped her get over that hump, even though he was terrible. Yeah, it was symbolic, I think, of her just being in a rut in life. 
because then at the end she walks out to meet her dad and she's whistling oh I can whistle again you know it's she's sort of found herself again she's found her she got her groove back (laughs) Rashida got her groove back exactly so her husband Marlon Wayans a charming actor was completely oblivious of what he's doing to his wife by working like 60 hours a week yeah (laughs) of course I was so I couldn't actually believe that that was Marlon Wayans I said is that is that Marlon Wayans He's aging in reverse. How old is he now? Right. He looks the same as he, he looks did amazing. 20 years he ago. looks the same as he did. Yeah. Right. When I was a kid. He hasn't changed. <laughs> he looks good. <laughs> I, I thought maybe there's like, I don't know how many Wayans kids there are. I was like, is there another Wayans? Is this another Wayans? I know. I know. Um, oh my gosh. That one scene where his dad's speeding and they're following uh, Dean and Fiona in a car. Yes. And then he gets pulled over by a ticket and he's like a, this lifelong New Yorker and he just happens to know all the cops on the force. And he starts, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, you're Patty. Yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I went to blah, blah, blah with your dad. He's like, what? Oh yeah. I was there when you were born. All this stuff. Why do I feel like that's exactly how Bill Murray is in real life too? I just know that's how he is. I don't think a cop could really give him a ticket. He would I know. smile. <laughs> what what all has he gotten away with in his life? I want to know. I want to know, but I don't want to know at this point. Have you heard those internet stories about how Bill Murray will show up in a bar and do something and and then the, the joke is no one will ever believe you? Okay, I haven't, but it totally it's, makes it's sense. It's like a popular meme, like how Bill Murray will just show up in places. I think it started after Lost in Translation. Mm-hmm. So people would just tell these stories of, Bill Murray popping in to like a karaoke bar with them or showing up at their birthday party just randomly like at big big events he would just show up yeah um such an enigma like right yeah just this strange figure well (laughs) I mean after like uh Groundhog Day and what about Bob he sort of was like he could do whatever he wanted I guess yeah and then he just didn't feel like chasing fame anymore, which is good and bad anyway. Also, did you did you like all the little references to New York culture that Rashida Jones had on like NPR shirts and the Beastie Boys and the Strand uh, purse and all that stuff? There, yeah, it was very, it almost felt like New York was one of the characters. Yes, like Sex yes, in the City-esque, yeah. like New York was one of the main characters in the film. Yeah, that was very blatant, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a movie to make you fall in love with New York again, that's for sure. Sure, so, yeah, yeah. So in a way, was the movie about falling in love again? Yeah, you could say that. Falling in love, but really finding herself, to, to me. Yeah. It was about her reconnecting with herself and who she was maybe before she became a mother and, you know, sort of finding herself again. And then that ridiculous adventure he took her on to Mexico. <laughs> because that was wild. He, that was wild. Yep. And he was oh. like, let's go, let's go. We're going to Mexico. And oh, then you get nice. there and Dean's not there. And you just think, well, holy crap. I Didn't you think that's it? They're just going to break up. That's going to yeah. be the end of the movie. He's going to say, you blah, blah, blah. You didn't trust me. And then... And sweet Fiona is what? having a Having a sleepover with like her girlfriend or something. And that's when we go, oh my gosh, we totally misjudged Fiona. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Because it turns out she's the sweetest thing ever. She's like, oh, are you here to surprise your husband? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I I left that movie a Fiona stan. She seems sweet. (laughs) And then right after that, we got sort of the denouement of the movie where she sort of got over what was holding her back and just ripped Mm -hmm. into her dad. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
she said, you have daughters and granddaughters, so you better start listening. Do you know what it's like to keep all your theories around as a woman? And can you just st stop hitting on everyone you see? It's starting to get pathetic, she said. Mm -hmm. Real touching moment. I don't know. Did you ever... Have you yeah, ever and he and the way he just kind of took it too showed how much I think he loved her. You know, he didn't really even get that upset. He was just like, "Wow, what did he say?" He said, "You used to be fun, right?" He said, "What happened? You used to be fun." Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of a funny thing because what parents is that to their kid? <laughs> yeah. Well, like that's sort of guy who never really grew up himself. That's why. Yeah, and who maybe didn't behave like a father all the time, right? Yeah, and I feel like he wasn't there for growing up. Mm -hmm. Flashing back to Dean real quick. That birthday when he was gone and he gave her a mixer. What was yes. that? <laughs> I think the doorbell rang and she's like, I gotta go get that. And he's like, okay, this isn't, there is one other thing, you know, but it's, it's not done yet. And I knew that that was gonna, it was gonna be something sentimental that would show up later on. Uh -huh. I, like I had a feeling, but she, she was running off to get the door. So she didn't even really hear that part. Yeah, I think but I had a feeling that was where it was going and but I was surprised that she <laughs> didn't make a bigger deal out of getting them like a mixer from her family. Yeah, and then it kind of broke my heart a little bit when he gave her that watch and earlier in the movie her dad had given her his watch and yeah. she put it on and she got really excited. And then when Dean gave her his watch that he bought for her, she took off her dad's watch and put on Dean's watch. Yeah, but you know what I I liked that though. I did like that because I think her dad's watch meant a lot too. She sort of lovingly placed her dad's watch into the box that Dean's watch came in, right? It's not like she just yeah. tossed it aside, but I thought that that was a nice way of being like, okay, this is my husband. We're working things out. I don't need my dad to hold my hand anymore. Like, you know, I think she'll still cherish her dad's watch, but I thought it was a sign that she was sort of getting her own life back together and just repairing her relationship. I, yeah, I liked that. I did. Yeah. So heartbreaking, funny, thought provoking, well thought out movie with mostly New York, a little bit of Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how, like I said, it was really nice. It was just, it was pretty, it's pretty and it was nice and it, makes you feel kind of warm and fuzzy. I kind of remember thinking this is kind of like a bowl of vanilla ice cream if it were a movie. It's nice. It's fine. It's uh -huh. not, you know, I'm not going to turn it down. Um, is it going to change my life? No. <laughs> it's, but it's good, you know. Well, that, well, why, do you, why do you think it won't stick with you necessarily? Was it like not as important because of the pandemic and everything? Or what do you think it was? Honestly, it might have been just my inability to relate to it on a personal level mm -hmm. I've never I've never been married You've never been in the in the lap of luxury just having yeah no right? yeah how did she get so rich man <laughs> what book did she write or like originally <laughs> but no I've never had a sort of distant relationship with my dad I I think I just really couldn't you know I'm not a parent yet I just can't connect with her her character in any way shape or form and so while I enjoyed it yeah I think that's why it's not gonna stick for me personally okay well I, I got you have you have you watched other movies of like marriages on the rocks before like these big fight marriage movies any of them sure yeah. but 
I have, but again, I can't even think of one that sticks out in my mind. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe the same, same thing then. It's, it's yeah. hard to relate. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, exactly. I, I get it. But in a way I relate to those by watching my parents fight, I guess. Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah. All right. So everybody, should you watch this movie? What do you think? Again, if you like a bowl of vanilla ice cream, <laughs> then yes, watch this movie. <laughs> it's a, it's a nice movie. It's a good movie. It's yes i say i say yes not a resounding yes but a yes <laughs> all right great well who would you recommend you watch it with more like your dad is this movie to watch with your dad or your mom or your best friend what do you think? i would watch it with my girlfriends who are yeah married yeah. with kids for sure oh. <laughs> yeah for sure all right well we do have to rate this one though out of 10 right oh yeah out what's, of your 10? Rating? Um, what's your rating i'm gonna give it uh <laughs> seven rocks out of ten Dang, i was gonna do seven too <laughs> we both picked seven. Seven, seven bowls of vanilla ice cream out of ten for me as well all right well that's 14 so that's pretty good that's not bad you know it was it was pleasant it was fine like you said we went into exactly. it knowing, knowing nothing and now we know a little bit more and we've become better people so that's our show everybody thanks a lot for listening Josh and Cassie Yell About Movies was produced and edited by me, Joshua Dudley. Theme song by Kelly Dwyer. Logo by Gabriel Pacheco. Laughs by Cassandra Hager. Tune in next week with special guest Dan Wilbur. We'll see you then. Do you like my vanilla ice cream analogy? <laughs> <laughs>